0: Greetings fellow investigators and welcome back to our video podcast Into the Darkness where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. Uh Tonight we continue with Horror on the Orient Express. Uh, uh, I will be your Game Master and this is going to be episode 88. Our recap will be given by Raymond, so without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Raymond?
1: Thank you, Tom. Uh, Karen has written to her grandmother using current stationery marked up with um, the logo of the Orient Express and uh, it matches letters that also bear the original Orient Express um, marked paper from her grandmother's day so of course she is Dutch so here's what she wrote that her head hut does na mi Oh, let us do it in English for our audience. <laughs> Grandmother, thank you so much for your kind words, guidance, what's the gift of your jewelry for my weaving of the weird as I travel on the Orient Express. This first day does very much bring to mind your account of meetings and. Normal Jin Vor de der de oorlog. Though as always there is the delight to be sought in the personal with grandmother a little naughtiest to spice the vive. Much like your own first day on the Orient Express, there have been many introductions and things to learn and do and see. Igats, thank you for your wisdom. At times So, what has happened this day? Natural when first we gathered at the train, there was a great hustling and bustling, but all was well catered for by the delightful Monsieur René Violette, our steward, and of course the staff of the train, who smoothed the way for everyone. I must be sure to make him and the staff aware of my appreciation of their service. It was so good. Everyone made a wonderful effort to try and match ourselves to the opulent and charming surroundings of the 1920s on the restored Orient Express on its inaugural journey. So I think some people were perhaps a little under a personal strain in keeping with the spirit of the event, but such is life. There, there is what we portray and what we are. For myself, I kept two things in mind, in two adages. Where you are is who you are, and wherever you go, there you are. After the tumult of the photo op and getting aboard our Pullmans, we were given a brief time to gather and relax at our leisure before preparing for dinner. Even with just such a short period of time, it was difficult, in some instances, fortuitous, that we could not meet everybody as we circulated amongst ourselves. Tomorrow, no doubt, we should get to know each other better. The first person I met was Mr. Riley Duquesne. The poor man had encountered a rather talkative man named Oscar, who seemed to have the great knack of being able to both carry both sides of the conversation in minutiae. Although I recognized Mr. Duquesne, I did not meet him before. But he looked like he needed rescuing from Oscar. The extraction of Mr. Duquesne was fortunately aided by the arrival of I think a Mr. Tucker who helped dilute Oscar's ability to engage a single person with his interminable trivia. So I dare say he could wax lyrical before any number of people given the opportunity. But kindly, I'm inclined to think this is a matter of personality, not deliberate purpose. There was not much chance for deeper conversation with Mr. Duquesne because so many other folks began to filter into the impeccably decorated lounge car and oh my, what a curious mix of people from so many walks of life. As usual, my interest was piqued all around. Tomorrow will surely bring more clarity to my observations. Dinner, however, with our host, the owner of Lux Vista and the Orient Express as it runs now, Mr. Walton, along with the other winners of the essay competition, was an entertaining dip into the world of men. There were 12 of them, with myself as the only lady present made for something of an imbalanced coven load of travelers. yeah. Well, Mr. Vol- Mr. Volton was a very engaging and informative at times, he and a Deutscher named Lars, I cannot remember his last name, reminded me of the eight year old boys talking about their little train sets. However, both men were most pleasant in their enthusiasm. I was quite entranced by their passion. Oscar provided even further entertainment by assisting Mr. Duquesne, and I believe to some degree, Mr. Rutherford, in understanding the intricate nature of Nerdsville. You know what I mean, grandmother, the kind of people who get together and play play role-play games online. Several of the others at the table were much more serious about themselves, perhaps taking the opportunity to commiserate on their work situation and engaging in developing business relationships. Most notably, this would be Mr. Tucker and a gentleman whose name escapes me at the moment. So forgive me, Grandma. For the most part, the others were a little more reserved but clearly attentive to the conversations about them. I did see a Mr. Highfield and uh, Mr. Rutherford make some attempt to break the ice with several other pa- travelers on the train, but uh, with limited success. Two of the others at our little impromptu covenstead were of interest. Mr. Gonzago, ah, a large Italian man. A Venetian, I think. He he would make such a wonderful uh, addition to the Berlin Eaters. It was a delight to see a man with gusto in his life. The second man, John Volters. Well, Oma, what can I say? Other than praise the mighty kindred for you and Mama's words of wisdom. A pleasant enough young man, but with little focus and a lot of infatuation. I was perhaps a little blunt in trying to set some boundaries with him, but upon reflection, I will treat his situation with more kindness tomorrow. After dinner, I did manage to have a charming time discussing the art and the lifestyles of uh, Marissa Okana and, of course, her partner, Van der Ziegler. Uh, It was interesting and uh, fruitful conversation. Uh, they are also travelling on the Orient Express but not as SA winners. Uh, there are many people here who are well dressed but not part of the uh, party as it were. Uh, amusingly, I did catch Messrs Ducan Duquesne Dukan ah whatever it is, Alma. Um, Ducan, Rutherford and Highfield glancing at us and having a little snigger fest. I do not know if this is the time year, this time of year. I know when Oktoberfest and Beer Fest is, but but snigger fest. Anyway, confirming once again that in some aspects men are just little boys at heart. Velga Oma, it has come time to retire, so I shall close this letter and tell you more in the morning. Postscript Oma. Last night I had a most vivid dream. All the sights, the sounds, the scents, the feelings, the flavours came across most strongly. And yet, I cannot recall many of the details after vaking, which, in itself, is a little unusual for me, and puts me in mind of some of the things that you have so delicately mentioned in your diary. But for now, your loving granddaughter Karen, Veas thuheil, Oma. Karen.: Excellent.:
0: All right, so you wake up fairly early in the morning, as I said, you' feel refreshed.) Um, after you uh, wash up, um, uh, Monsieur uh, René Violette, he comes around to your uh, your uh, rooms and asks you uh, if you would like, where would you like to eat uh, for, the, for lunch? Uh, we need to make reservations. Now, for the sake of the game, maybe you should all eat in the same place. <laughs> but you've got the Asian food, the uh, seafood, or the, uh, uh, the North Star, which is uh, international, because it's mostly French food. Well, Ka- Ka-
1: Karen has a preference for fish, as they say. So.
2: Asian sounds good to me.
0: Fish? Asian? Oh, there's Asian, get Asian food,
1: Asia. you're always hungry an hour later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you think, Mr. Highfield? <laughs> Okay, now I've got the German accent.
3: <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think. I don't when I think of breakfast, I do not think of Asian food.
0: Sure oh well, this is know. for this is for lunch. Oh, oh, oh! You're you're going to have breakfast in your in your cabins. Oh,
3: okay. Oh, sorry,
0: but he yeah, needs to I'm, make I'm flexible.
3: Food. Whatever the group decides, I'm.
1: Well, I'll tell you, you what. what let's man. let's 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 go for Asian because I did look at the uh, Orient Express. Um, website and it did come out that uh, there's a lot of smoked salmon and such like that that i was going to say
2: asian has quite a lot of seafood cuisine as well so it's kind of the best of both worlds
1: yeah
0: do you agree monsieur tucker monsieur rutherford
2: yes that
4: that, that sounds fine to me
0: oui i shall uh, i shall put you all down for the asian uh restaurant
3: so this is still on the train, right? We are we scheduled to arrive? Uh, yeah, you,
0: we you will be arriving in uh, now. I'm going back to Germany again. Um, You'll be like, arriving like, right
1: on time. Just yeah. like
0: last night with the Southern accent. and just <laughs> um, uh, you uh, you arrive in uh, Budapest uh, at three forty two p.m. So. Okay. You're traveling right now. You, you'll have it's about seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, you'll have breakfast, and then about noon, you have lunch. And uh, what you do in between then is going to be entirely up to you. So you're going to eat at the re- Asian restaurant, and uh, 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 breakfast is brought around each to your uh, uh, your rooms. Yeah, there's a there's a cart, you know, so you can have. Whatever you want. I mean, it's eggs or bacon or sausage or I don't know what continental breakfast, uh, muffins, uh, things like that.
1: Oh, obviously the smoked salmon and the whatever was on that menu was lovely. Nice and light. And um, Karen's going to decorate herself and she is going to make her way to the lounge car because perhaps there'll be some tinkling on the old Joanna uh, coming up. And let me see now, this is what she's done herself up for this morning. Did that share out?
0: Yep. Cool. She's in her 1920s get up. And send me that picture. Um, Sure. Okay, um, so uh, are you all going to go to the lounge? Going to mingle around?
4: Yeah, the lounge seems seems good. That's where Tucker will go.
0: Okay. Um. Okay. Once again, when you all end up in the lounge, um, there are more or less the same people mingling around that you've seen before. Um. Uh, uh, Now, uh, Gary, uh, as you enter the room, uh, you immediately notice across the room uh, Enzo Benuelos. Uh, He was sitting, uh, sort of looking uncomfortable, and when he sees you, he immediately stands up and smiles and walks over in your direction. And he's like, Oh, good morning, good morning. Right. Are you unmuted or uh, Mick?
5: That's it. Sorry, my um, was <laughs> temperamental <there. clears
0: throat> How are you this morning, Monsieur?
5: Oh, um, um, I'm I'm fine. I, I, I um see, see, see. I uh I kinda had a strange dream last night. I, I, I guess it was just um I'm not used to sleeping on the trains, maybe.
0: I uh I I had a difficult time sleeping just because I'm I'm not used to this at all. It's very uh my bed at home is is it's a lot more uh hard than uh than these beds. They're very soft and comfortable. Uh, I'm used to, I'm used to something a little more austere.
5: It's, 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 um, it's strange, isn't it? It's, uh, it's like sleeping in someone else's bed. It's not really, uh, it's difficult to relax.
0: Yes, it's true. And, uh, I also find it rather, uh, rather chilly here. You know, I'm used to a hotter, hotter climate
5: oh yeah yeah down on the the i mean you, you you're virtually in the, the the mediterranean there aren't you yeah see yeah yeah Where, whereabouts in portugal is it you're from you, know, be, you you live rather i know you said you were from spain originally but um
0: i i'm from uh mm, oh, Guada. yeah i know <laughs> Guada really
5: well yeah Guada.
0: yeah there you go <laughs> Um, I
5: got an auntie who lives in Vizel,
0: and you know it's a it's a small it's a small town, um, and I'm I'm the uh, I'm the postman, so everybody knows me. Uh, uh, in my own town, I am a very important person. Everybody, you know, greets me every day. It's a very very pleasant job, but uh, you know, I haven't I haven't traveled in, in my that, life. That
5: must be lovely. I w- I wish I lived in a. In a, in a small town, I, um, I live in New Orleans, and uh, at times it's a bit much.
0: Ah, yes, that's, uh, I, I've heard that it's a very large town, yes. My, uh, my wife is the one who, who coaxed me into uh, writing the essay. I, I didn't think it was very good, but I, I guess that I, uh, I impressed someone. She okay. thought that I should get out and travel before I uh, you know, grow too old.
5: Do you, do you write as a hobby, or was this just a?
0: No, I. Uh, as I say, I'm a postman. I I don't do much than much other than that. I I make my deliveries, and I come home, and my wife feeds me, and. Uh, I have two children. Uh, and uh, my life is very very simple. But uh, you know, I used to write when I was a boy. He's he's about thirty eight years old. Oh, he's quite a young man, really and I just thought you know uh I will try and uh, I was quite surprised that I won
5: i I, I didn't expect to win either I I thought my uh my essay was was kind of pedestrian
0: but uh unlike uh unlike our friend over there uh uh, and he points over to to Oscar. And he's like, I, I didn't, I didn't bring my essay with me.
5: <laughs> yeah, he's he's a
0: he's a he's a funny guy. Um, he he likes to talk very much.
5: Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe he's um, usually stark for conversation.
0: Um, John, do a spot hidden. Jeff, John.
3: Nope, sorry, Phil, seventy.
0: Okay, uh, you're sort of wandering around, and people are having conversations, and you're you're just you're just not finding anybody in particular to talk. Mm-hmm. To. Um, Riley, how about you?
2: Got a ten.
0: Okay. Um, you look over and. Oddly enough, you notice that same fellow, a uh, rather good-looking uh, uh, Italian man, uh, once again, sitting off in a corner, staring out the window, you know, uh, trying to be... Inconspicuous? Um, yeah, not really being a part of the group, even though you're, you're, you know that he's one of the winners. Mm. Um you notice him. Um uh Karin, why don't you do a spot hidden?
1: Oh, that's uh let's see, that's a 43.
0: So that's a regular. Okay. Um the people you were talking to before, uh Miss Arcana and uh, Miss Siegler are in the same booth they were in yesterday. Um, chit-chatting. They seem bright and happy, a uh, little cheerier than they were yesterday. Uh, Mr. Tucker, why don't you do a spot-hidden? I failed. Okay. Um, so as as you're standing in there, somebody taps you on the shoulder, and uh, it's Oscar. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, uh, good morning, Mr. Tucker. How are you? I, I'm doing just fine. How how are you? He says I'm I'm doing quite well myself. Uh did did you have a, a good night? I had some very strange dreams.
4: Oh did you? No, I, I didn't have any dreams at all. It was it was pleasant.
0: I don't know. I'm somewhat overwhelmed by all this. It's like something you'd see in a fantasy movie. You know?
4: Oh uh, the, the train or or, or your dream?
0: I, I guess kind of both. I guess they kinda of bleed over into one another. Uh
4: well I'm sure you watch a lot of those movies, you know, to get the get down in your in your subconscious there, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose that's true. You know, there's there's quite a few versions of uh like horror on the Orient Express. Uh but uh I don't know, this was this was like almost like being in another country. I mean it was it was like being in Morocco or something like that. It was so...
4: I have to tell you, you are in another country.
0: Well, that's true. That is true.
4: I don't want to think too much about the dreams. They're just dreams.
0: Nothing to worry about. Um, after a few minutes, uh, uh, coming down the, uh, the hallway and entering into the lounge is uh, Mr. Milton. Uh, the billionaire. Okay, he did this all. And he comes in, he sees everybody, and he says, Well, well, everyone, how are you enjoying uh, the train so far?
4: Well, it is, it is quite lovely, as I said the,
0: the other day. All, all your accommodations are good? Oh, Mr. Yes. Well,
1: I, I think this is a wonderful, wonderful journey. And I must extend my thanks to Monsieur Violette and his staff uh doing an impeccable job
0: well I pay him enough <laughs> they <There's> matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> well perhaps he's doing it a little more from the heart as as well as from the from the checkbook
0: well most likely that's why he got hired uh there was always a sense of uh, how shall we say it uh, this was a privilege to actually be on this this kind of train so uh you're all having lunch today yes uh you've all made your reservations but of course uh, we should be arriving this afternoon in budapest uh it's we've arranged for you to stay in uh the uh sofitel hotel uh in Bo- in i believe that is in the Buddha side of the danube and uh, tomorrow you will be uh Going on a tour of the city.
1: Hmm. Oh, this sounds uh, absolutely wonderful! Uh, this uh, the evening in the hotel. Is this uh, also an affair of the nineteen twenties for the for the journey?
0: Well, it's whatever you know. We we're doing it so that you can have a t- chance to relax and uh, and clean up and. Uh, you know, have some have more amenities than unfortunately the train doesn't carry, uh, simply because it's from that period in time. But uh, uh, are, is everything okay? Is there are there any questions you'd like to ask me? I'm afraid that this afternoon I do have some business to take take care of, so I'll 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 be in my cabin if anybody needs me.
1: Uh, which is your cabin?
0: My cabin is all the way at the. It's the last cabin in the train, and I will be. uh, I will be, of course, joining you for uh, lunch and dinner. Wunderbar, gefährlich. So, um, if if that's okay, then I will. uh, I'll see you all in a little while.
2: Thank you very
0: much. He turns around. He says something to the, the one of the stewards as he's leaving and then he uh, he goes right back the, the direction he came. So if you if you got your if you got your cheat sheet he's he's all the way there at the very end of the train. Well, he's not at the end of the train. He's at the end of the sleeper car. The end of the train is the the luggage car.
2: The gentleman who's sitting by the the window, does he have a drink near him or something like that?
0: Yeah, he's um, got a drink. He also looks like the kind of a guy you'd really expect him to be smoking a cigarette or a cigar or something. Yeah, and he he just he looks like he's a little uncomfortable. You you notice he's got a I don't know kind of a tick, and the tick is that he sits there and and. He clenches and unclenches his fists as he sits.
2: Um so I'm gonna uh can can I tell what the drink he's drinking is?
0: Um, well we'll say it's uh, well, this is a martini.
2: Okay, so I go up to the to the bar, um, order my own drink that's dark and stormy and order a martini and uh take it over and, and um put put the new drink down. Uh, next to him, and then gesture to the seat across from him. And, um, uh, monsieur, may I, uh,
0: please? Uh,
2: and so I take a seat and, um, allow me to introduce myself. I'm, I'm Riley Duquesne.
0: Ah, uh, um, uh, Mr. Duquesne, and he's he's got kind of a, a fairly thick Italian accent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He's very attractive. I mean, he could easily be a model. He's got that very classic Italian sort of look to a Perfect. I'm really good looking too. Yeah, you are. <laughs> good people attract one another, but uh, um, I just say um, he he introduces himself. Uh, my name is uh, Antonio Arabella.
2: Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Of- no, Abella. Abella. Um, Tony, uh,
2: pleasure, uh, pleasure to meet you, Mr. Abela. Um, I understand. Uh, I saw you at the uh, d- the dinner last night. You're a competition winner like myself.
0: Uh, see, yes, yes, I, I was uh, very lucky.
2: Um, we're, we're, uh, what? What do you do for a living?
0: Oh, I am a, a legal assistant.
2: Ah, uh, I, I myself, uh, I'm an actor.
0: Oh, oh you're an actor. I, I always admired uh that profession.
2: As I admire yours.
0: He says uh this is a very very nice train, yes?
2: Yes, yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. Um very lucky to uh to have been given the opportunity to um to go on this journey.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, in, indeed, yes.
2: Uh, Can I do a psychology roll on him?
0: Sure. Okay.
2: okay, I got a thirty-nine, and yeah, that's a that's yeah, it's a regular pass, almost a hard.
0: If you were to, as you as you speak to him, he kind of avoids looking you straight in the face he he glances at you mm-hmm. out of the side as he's talking um it it comes across as if he's very uncomfortable um, and uh he looks out of the he seems he to be preoccupied with looking out of the window you know yeah. maybe it's just his personality maybe he's kind of aloof but uh uh there's there's more to this man than what he's willing Letting to off. give up yeah mm-hmm. um, but he he thanks you he thanks you for the drink and he says uh he says, of course we must uh not drink too much
2: <laughs> yes yes I, I i agree um just out of interest the um you said there was a there was a couple. Um, there was a younger woman and then the older gentleman. Yeah. Um, are they in the the lounge car at the moment as well?
0: Yeah, you see them over there on the other side of the bar. Okay. Um, cool. They seem talkative with one another. Um, you, you can you can see that he's he's being all oh, it, it's a, it's a weird sort of feeling you get from them. Yeah. Uh, he seems very much like a distinguished, like I say, an older gentleman and very Italian for a man, yeah. you know, very nice suit. His hair is, is perfect with some gray in it. Uh, Very much like, you know, uh, uh, who's the movie director, Uh, the Italian guy. I can never remember his name. The famous one. Fussellini.
5: (laughs) Federico Fellini.
0: Fellini, yeah. He reminds you of Fellini. Um, She's very pretty. A model, you know, like say, she's built like a model. She probably is a model. Um, And he's very sweet to her but there's a kind of a father-daughter almost thing there, you know, because he's he's treating her the way in a very stereotypical way that uh, an Italian man treats a woman, you know, right? kind of condescending, you know, there's nothing to worry about. In fact, it's at some point he says, you can sort of hear him say, there's nothing to worry about. And he's, you know, holding her hand, trying to, and she's enjoying herself. She's drinking, but she does keep having that little look of concern that comes over her face. Something's obviously going on between them. Right? They're they're okay. not contest winners, but. Uh,
2: so I turn back to to Anthony, um, and I uh, and I say, um, Do you know anyone else on this train?
0: Uh, not, not really. I mean I, I recognize a few people from uh you know the magazines and uh he looks over and at at uh O'Connor and uh he says, I believe that is uh uh Marissa O'Connor, the artist. And uh he looks actually over at the woman that uh you just looked at, and he says, I believe that is uh Auntie Chantel. She's in all of the magazines. Is she a model i yes yes, she models uh clothing I believe she has a perfume line
2: ah, ah. yes I, uh, I I know O'Connor heard her partner came to to see me uh in in my play and uh came and saw me afterwards
0: and if uh, if that is Antine, then that would be her uh how do you say it in uh, in America the sugar daddy?
2: Ah, yes, I, uh, I was getting that, uh, vibe from them.
0: I think his name is, uh, Henri, uh, I don't remember his last name, uh, uh, Guillemette, uh, something like that.
2: Ah, I see, I see. Well, you're a a fountain of knowledge, my friend.
0: Well, they, they are famous people. The rest of you I don't really recognize, uh. You are the winners, well, we are all winners of the contest. I expected, yes. I expected to see some famous people on board the train.
2: Well, yes, and the, the train does have that, uh, that illustrious history of uh, famous people uh, uh, traveling on it, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I'll leave you to your, uh, your devices, monsieur. And um, please, uh, don't hesitate to uh, come and speak with me if you ever need some company.
0: Thank you for the, the drink. My
2: pleasure. And I, I get up and, and go to the bar. And I'm, I'm sort of, I've gone close enough to the bar that I can maybe overhear a little bit of the conversation of, of the couple, um, but n- not close enough that it's going to kind of get them to be right. necessarily very aware of my presence.
0: It's a train. I mean, you're always within you know, six yeah. or seven feet of everyone else. Um, go ahead and do a luck roll. Okay. Is there a lot of
5: noise inside the train, or is it well into Oh,
0: oh five, Oh, 05. Boom. Okay. Um, can we you hear can, the... You, or can, or you can hear the clickety-click of the wheels, but it's not very loud. In fact, it, it sort of put you guys to sleep last night. Uh, at first, you thought it was going to be really annoying, but after you listen to it for a few minutes, it just like, put you right to sleep. mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Repetitious and it's rhythmical, and, um, and the train's not stopping. I uh, I s- spent the evening on a train one time that stopped at every station, and it was like just when that just when that clickety click would get up to rhythm, it would slow down again <laughs> to get to the next station. Um, but there is noise in the train. There is all the people chit chatting, and there's there's some light music. Maybe somebody has stepped. You know, some one of the stewards is sitting at the piano and ah, doing a finally. little bit of piano music.
1: <laughs> finally, yes, Karen had been looking a little wistfully occasionally at the piano, seeing if anybody was going to play it. Uh, so she's enjoying that, but she's actually spent most of the first hour or so out there after having greeted um, Marissa and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Vanda. Just kind of like observing, listening, just quietly doing that. She's probably pulled out a deck of tarot cards and kind of fiddled with them at the table. Okay. Maybe on the top of the piano. I don't. She's just kind of like listening that, and she suggests to uh, the steward that's playing it if he knows uh, a couple of songs, and she will actually. And I'm going to do a performance check of some kind here. Oh, she does all right. Sixteen. Uh, she's actually going to sort of do a few numbers that go back they're not necessarily time pieces of that but they might have come from films like the Blue Angel like Lucy Dan and okay stuff like that. just sort of casual piano kind of music nothing sort of special she's amusing herself is what she's doing
0: right okay let's get back to Zane you got it you rolled a five and yeah I forget what that role was Black so roll luck Um you're standing near them and uh you you hear one line from her which is basically I, I I wish you would take me more seriously. And and he's like, Oh my dear. He's like uh he's like y- you you're far too serious for this. It is it is nothing. It is nothing. You should be used to this by now. And she looks a little miffed and she gets up and she steps just a couple feet over to the bar and she's like right next to you. And um, she, uh, she says to the bartender, you know, that she would like some, some fancy drink.
2: Okay. Um, all
0: right. right, So she's standing right next to you. She's very, uh, um, um,
2: Miss, um, uh, please allow me to introduce myself. Uh, Riley Duquesne. And
0: I put out my hand. When you do that, um, there's like one second where she's trying to ignore you, and then the second section, she gives you a glance out of the side of her face. She looks like she's a little nervous. Okay. 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 And she says yes as you as you do that. She doesn't shake her hand.
2: Okay. Um I would say uh I I recognize you from uh from from the magazines. Uh you you're you're a very uh good model. I've I've seen some of your 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 images and and you're very, very talented.
0: And and uh about that time it's when the bartender hands her the drink. And she she looks at you. Now you can do a psychology roll on that one.
2: Okay, sweet. I got a sixty-one, uh, and I'm going to use one piece of luck to pass.
0: Okay. Um, the blood almost drains out of her face when you say that, and she she quickly takes her her. Drink and sort of backs away from you and goes back to um, where her uh, boyfriend yeah. <laughs> male friend yeah, uh, partner yeah. she keeps looking at you and there's there's an honest look of fear in her eyes
2: okay um so I, I look around the room um, and I look for the men who I was sitting with the night before who, who competition one is um I, I believe it was. Uh, George and Garen, we were discussing uh, Karina's um, history. Um, so I, I try to see if I can see um, either of them uh, around the room and, and I'll go and go and sit with them.
0: Okay. You see them over there. Okay, so
1: with the piano being right by the bar, I've probably seen this interaction. I'm not going to say anything or do anything, but I'm just kind of looking and observing. I'd like to do a psychology role on etienne entier whatever her name is Chantal, miss Chantal.
0: oh okay um go ahead
1: okay oh uh psychology psychology what are they
0: okay oh
1: i've got 12 out of 65 so that's an extreme
0: okay um you you get the impression from the way she's Behaving like uh, well, since since you're you're a performer as well, uh, you get especially after a show, people come up to you and want to talk to you, and they think they're like friendly with you, and they're nobody. I mean, they're people that you don't know, mm-hmm. and so you have just a little bit of you know standoffishness she seems like that right now uh uh that she uh she's not interested in talking to some fan you know and uh so she went right back to her uh her spot
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, jeff uh john um uh the german fellow uh he comes over and he sees you and he's, uh, Lars. Uh, he says, uh, may I sit, may I sit here with you? Yeah, sure. My friend. Just enjoying the view. He says, uh, yes, uh, it is. It's is fun to sit in here and listen to all of the people chit chat. He says, we've got a lot of international crowd. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's like, uh, is this, uh, your first time on the train?
3: Oh yes, yeah. This is all. This is all a bit out of my league. I, th- I think.
0: Yes, I think many of us feel that way. Uh, I've I've traveled on trains many times, but uh, to be honest, nothing quite this slow. You know, hmm. uh, so Germany we have a, it's a bullet train. You know, which goes very fast, uh, and uh, uh, this is a very old. Uh, Old old mode of travel, but uh, interesting and fun. Uh, so you wrote a, uh, an essay, and uh, you were one of the winners. Yes,
3: mm-hmm. yes, lucky. Okay.
0: Um, he says, you know, he says, I am I am very surprised that uh, that Monsieur um, Monsieur Milton was able to recover so many of these trains. You know, many of them burned. Uh, a lot of times, it was very little that it took to catch one of these on fire. There were many fires uh, that, that claimed all these cars, but uh, managed, uh, managed to get quite a few of them. Hmm.
3: Many fires as in accidents or?
0: Yeah, it was going all the way. Oh. Yes, yeah, so always accidents, you know. Um, I. It was you the other night who mentioned the, the pinch light. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the innovations back in the 1800s, uh, before that, there were there were quite a few fires, you know. They, uh, but even even with the pinch light, it wasn't the pinch light's fault. But you know, they're carrying oil, they're carrying other flammable materials, and Zia, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 chassis of the train is made of metal, but uh, much of the the top part of it was made out of uh, wood, and of course, with all this opulence, we have lots of fabric and lots of wood. Uh, so a fire you know, is going to eventually happen. They even use candles on the tables. And, uh, you know, uh, nowadays it would be uh, against all sorts of regulations to do this sort of stuff. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, had to bend the rules in some cases because uh, this all had to have modern wiring and, and so forth.
3: So basically you're saying we're riding around in a tinderbox. box. <laughs>
0: Well, let's hope that they're a little careful. Of course, we even have kitchens on this now. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, they're cooking food in there, so Mm -hmm. uh, there's open flames.
3: I mean, it's still modern day, though, so I'm sure there's got to be,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. If if the train were to crash, the the propane would... uh, You know, they put them in cylinders so that they are very stable so they can't uh, explode.
3: He's got me a little nervous. Can I just glance around the cabin? Do I actually see a fire extinguisher?
0: Um, Yeah, there's actually a fire extinguisher at one end. Okay. Uh, There's also an axe. You've seen an axe uh, in between, like, the foregone and the the restaurant. Mm. So there's probably a number of them throughout the train, as well as fire extinguishers and there's um there's little closets at the end of each car uh mostly with cleaning materials in them so there's brooms and buckets and and things like that so that when they clean that they've got all that stuff there um and he says he says this is this is very nice you know you know that I love trains he talked last night a lot about trains
3: so does Lars know if uh, uh, Milton are are all these cabins or cars that we're in now are they all from the original train or are they from different trains?
0: Well, it's it's one of those questions, you know. It's the what is it? It's uh, um it was a philosopher who talked about the ship. Oh yes, yeah. you know you have the they they, they of course had a number of different trains, and uh, they were always taking them apart and putting them together, and uh, sometimes they would wear out and they would scrap that one for this one. So what he did is he found 30 existing train cars and in various states of repair, and he was able to put together, I think, 14 from all of those so there are bits and pieces from the original trains. I don't think any of this is from the 1800s. Hmm. I think those would have been probably too too damaged by by now. They might be in museums maybe. But uh this one's definitely from the 20s. Yeah. What what is
3: the general decor Did he model it after a certain time period like are we in like the 1920s or yeah
0: this is this is 1923 i think uh and aside from the light bulbs which are modern um those are not uh not fluorescence which is good that would have been just horrible Hmm. got on this beautiful trend and had fluorescent lights it would have been like oh my god what a horrible choice but you know, say electricity is is modern, and and so it is what is hidden from our eyes, that is modern. Mm-hmm. But I, I do believe the, the 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 chassis, the bottoms of these uh, train cars, are original. You know, they they take a lot longer to wear wear out. They're metal, and of course the 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 engine is a. It's 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 a model. It's a model. It is a, a full size model of the original. But uh, I I I think that it's probably diesel. I don't think that it's running on steam. Hmm. Also, there's a tender, so maybe maybe there's still. May I? I think that's for show. I think hmm. it's for show. You know, I can't imagine men up there with shoveling the. The coal.
3: There's probably a large, giant Tesla battery underneath the coal.
0: Yeah, that's that's the kind of thing you find at Disneyland, but not uh, not in real life. they are not going to go all the way across Europe on shoveling coal. <laughs> you know, the, the environmental issues would probably come up, and that's, they're not let them do that. Just like they don't let us smoke on here. You know, that's that's very strange. So, anyways. You guys have interesting conversations. If you guys want to have more conversations, you can go ahead and tell me, but we can move on to lunch.
3: Can I just ask one other question? I don't know. I don't know if this is important, but I just happened, I was looking at the map uh, to see where Budapest was. We left from Paris, right? Correct. And should I be, I'm noticing that Budapest is like at least halfway. So are we traveling that whole distance in that one day time?
0: Uh yeah, because you're not stopping in uh you're not stopping like in Lausanne and you're not stopping in those other places. You're just going straight through. Okay. All right. But at some point during the morning you probably pass through the Simplon tunnel. Um it's it's just not that important, you know. So um so uh lunch comes and well it doesn't come. You guys uh, work your way through the train. Now, the uh, the Asian restaurant is way up in the front of the train. So, uh, the various cars are all a little different. Um, of course, the sleeper cars look pretty much. You can't. You're you're walking down a little hallway. Um, so you arrive in the Asian restaurant and you all take seats. I don't know if you guys want to sit together or separately. Um, but other people that are there are, uh, you see, uh, Gustavo. He is there. He's very excited because, um, he loves food. And, uh, I should have mentioned he was back in the lounge with you guys also. He was, he was at the bar drinking. So, um, so lunch is served uh, you have you have a bit of a choice, but for the most part, the menus are decided ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys all receive pamphlets or booklets or whatever that told you and uh very delicious food uh, you mentioned salmon salmon is served uh various uh other Asian uh cuisine is served and uh you, you're all seated at, at various tables. Uh, did you guys want to say anything or do anything while you're here? Um, well, I've
2: uh, I've sat with um, with Gary um, just because um, I got in conversation about him uh, living in, in New Orleans, and that's a place that Riley's always wanted okay. to visit. So he's kind of sat with him during during lunch to to pick his brains on uh, growing, oh, you know, being in living in New Orleans.
0: I, sh- I should then say that Enzo Bonuelos has kind of joined you because, well, he's kind of attached himself to uh, Gary. Uh, Gary's the one person who's been nice to him. Well, I mean, you've all been nice, but Gary was the first person. So, mm. <laughs> and since he feels out of place, he's just sort of attached himself to.
2: Uh, um, Gary. And when uh, when George came into the to the restaurant, I um for him to to come over and join us as well
0: okay and mr highfield are you going to join them karen okay
1: i'm sure. not too sure how many i was looking at some of the pictures i'm not too sure you can get too many people around
0: the table <laughs> yeah i think it's
2: only about four
0: <laughs> yeah so you guys are sitting right next to him then. Um okay
1: well, I'll tell you what if they're sitting at a four person table on the right hand side of the table I will sit uh at a two person table, probably initially on my own okay We can actually talk across the aisle should mm, sure, sure. talk.
0: and and various other people are in here, Gonzago is over here, and uh you know a few few of the others, Walter and Lars and some of the other people you've chit chatted with. Um the meal goes, the meal's delicious. Um you get about fifteen minutes into the meal, and uh you hear a rather loud Gonzago say, uh uh I I, I want to speak to the waiter like this with some strange accent that just comes out of the air.
5: I'm, I'm gonna subtly eavesdrop while um, sort of eating like an actor. <laughs> just, so just pushing the food around my plate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop eating and, and listen. <laughs> sure
1: well, Karen in typical Dutch fashion, which always comes off as of slightly rude, she just looks. Stops what she's doing
2: and looks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm enjoying the food too much. I, <laughs> I'm
5: still so winning. Um, so it's not going very well for me because I'm trying to push my food around. I've just realised that I actually ordered Kitsune Udon,
0: and <laughs> that's not debaucher. <the> <laughs> um, Gonzago, the 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 steward, comes over to him. <laughs> and uh he says he says but this this salmon it's not prepared the way i asked you it is uh it is it is almost raw i don't i don't like it this way i want it to be a little more cooked like this and uh and he's like well you know i uh, of course we can do whatever you want and Gonzago's like he's like you know why are you speaking to me this way i i want to speak to the chef and uh you can tell that he's a little drunk, okay? And he's like, uh, Monsieur, will will we'll fix whatever you want. And he says, no, 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 I, I must now speak to the chef because I, if he doesn't get it right, I'm not going to be happy at all. And he becomes rather loud, and he get gets up out of his seat. And uh he starts to force his way because he's a rather large man down the the center aisle, and he's heading towards the kitchen, and uh, the uh, the steward is like trying. Oh, please, senor! Please sit down. Sit back down. Uh, we will bring you. It's like no, 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 no. I must. I must speak to the chef. You want to do anything? Yeah,
4: I'm gonna. I'm gonna stand up, and I'm gonna try to go help. Help the store, and I say now listen here mister I think if if you just settle down there and, and sit back down this will all go over so much better
0: who are you I don't know who you are are you or not the chef I want to speak to the chef and well, he's getting kind of red in the face if he wasn't red in the face from, from all the drinking
4: I, I think that you, you 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 need to just sit down for a second uh, and calm calm down cl- clear your head I'm sure that everything will Will be just fine. You may might have had a little bit of too much uh, liquor before, before how, lunch here.
0: How dare you! How dare you say this? How to dare me? I
4: look at you you're disrupting everybody else? I don't want to hear it from you.
0: Um, he tries to sort of push past you he says, get out of my way. I am going to, I want to go in to speak to the chef and uh.
5: Hey, come on now, buddy. There's no call for that.
0: Um,
5: there's a couple of very... I've, tense... now, I've now stopped eating
2: and starting to pay attention. There,
0: there's a couple of very tense moments where you're afraid that he's going to start swinging. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, you don't think that he's going to be any kind of threat, you know, but... Uh, right. Unless he puts his weight into that punch, but uh, uh, he's probably not going to be able to move very fast. No, he's, so he's he's, he's, he's sort of struggling. Let me go in there, and about that if, time,
5: if he wants to kick off. Let him. I've got chopsticks, mate. <laughs>
0: um, there's uh, why don't you guys sort of do a grapple? I'll see how you do because all of us. Okay, well, whoever's whoever is standing,
4: I'm, I, I'm standing in his way. So yeah. I'm still sitting in my seat. I but. failed. <laughs> Not succeed.
0: Okay. Um. He he sort of pushes you down. He he pushes you down into the seat, and um, do a. Let's do a luck roll. As he
2: can, I try and stick my leg out and trip him. Okay, I pass. I pass the luck.
0: Okay. Uh, well, you're kind of, he's kind of in front of you. So, I mean, it's a narrow thing. Mm. You can't really, you'd have to get to the side to trip him. However, um, George, he pushes you, he pushes you down and it makes kind of a clatter cause you know, your hand hits, uh, some silverware right. and stuff like that. And, uh, just about that time, the chef comes out of the kitchen and, uh, this look of, um, Uh, surprise and um, sort of, uh, I'd say, uh, embarrassment just flushes over Faustino's face, uh, Gonzago's face, and he immediately reaches for you, but to help you get back up. And he's like, oh, my friend, I am so sorry. I am so embarrassed. What am I doing like this? And you can tell that he's drunk. And as the chef takes a couple steps towards him, he says he says, Signor, your food is delicious. I am a fool. I am drunk. I am so sorry. and he turns to everybody, he's like, I'm sorry for making such a scene. I am so stupid. I'm, I'm crazy. And uh
1: Karen will actually project across what he's doing. Signore Gonzalez, is she gonna speak to him in Italian? It's a little broken. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sit uh, and have him sit at the other table that she at the other chair that he's at come sit sit sit
4: can I make a psychology roll sure I want to I want to see what that like just try to get a gauge of what just happened yeah was it was it the chef was it the fact that he pushed me like what was it that caused him to kind of snap out of it
0: okay I can't pass anything today (laughs) well I mean, you can, it, it seemed to you like he's, he lost control. Obviously, he was, he's been losing control by drinking. And it went too far when he shoved you. And then he was, he just suddenly, his, his emotions just sort of switched instantly. He was suddenly so very, very sorry. That What's the that. expression of the chef? The, the chef looks at the store like, what the fuck? You know? Right,
2: so he's kind of like, "What's going?" Yeah,
0: okay. And uh, you know, the you see the steward sort of whisper something to him, mm. and uh, and uh, he he looks over at you, Karen, and he's like, "Oh, signore, I I uh, I, I, I think perhaps I should uh, go back to my cabin and uh, and rest for a little. I am uh, I have drunk a little too much, uh, and you can see that he's you know." No. And he's,
1: he's, he's I'll suggest hot. that that's a very good idea, senor.
0: He's hot and he's sweaty. And as he sort of, now that you guys are kind of between him and the, the sleeper rooms, um, he takes sort of a step forward and stumbles a little. And, uh, you know, he's, it looks like maybe he could use a little help getting
4: back to. <laughs> All right, you, you need to go sit down. So let me escort you back to your room.
0: He says, oh, grazie, grazie.
2: Hey, I'll go, I'll go with you.
4: Thank you,
0: sir. Now, uh, so that's... Was,
5: was, that, was that fella really drunk, or is this part of the entertainment? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Faustino's, his is the very first cabin after the restaurant. So, uh, it's, it's number uh, F10. Wait, no, it's not. It's the last one on the first car. But he's
4: we're at the front of the train, right?
0: Right. So you got to go, go all the
4: way back.
0: Okay. Um, and he is he now at this point now as you're going there, he seems very embarrassed. Now he's almost got tears, and he's like, "Oh, my friend, I'm so sorry. I pushed you. I am so embarrassed that I've done this." And, and uh, he seems like a man who's very emotional all the time, and that goes from anger to embarrassment to sadness and pushiness and everything not got much control over his emotions. (laughs) all right so he gets back and you uh you help him unlock his door and he goes in and and you see him lay down and uh you just close the door behind him and you return cool um that's about the most exciting thing that happens during lunch. So uh, unless you guys want to talk to anybody, uh, we can move on to arriving at the hotel.
3: Did you not see how Karen was dressed? I think that was the most exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just to... Man, on that, everybody's going to
4: take shots at Karen there you're going to have to give I um, I've, I've completely
2: stopped wearing 1920s stuff like I wore it for the first thing but now I'm just wearing kind of more relaxed still still looking nice and respectable for the train
5: but but not making an effort to be 1920s okay I I didn't pack anything else I didn't I didn't know that we were going to be staying in a hotel
0: oh yeah you did it was all part of the uh, itinerary. So. I knew
5: that we'd be staying in a hotel, but I just didn't bother packing anything else.
0: Okay. Well, you'll be in Budapest. You can buy clothes if you want to. How much money you've got. <laughs> um, all right. So around 3.42 in the afternoon, the uh, the train begins to slow down. It pulls into... Uh, the station in Budapest, Hungary, and uh, your things are transferred. The things that you want to be transferred are transferred to uh, the hotel uh, Sofitel uh, for an overnight stay. Now, um, Budapest is an incredibly beautiful city. So as you're as you're pulling in, let me open this up. Uh, The the Danube River, the beautiful Danube, uh, goes down the center of the town, and on one side of the city is the city of Buda, and on the other side is Pesht. And uh, it used to be that there were bridges, I mean, that there were no bridges linking the two cities, and it was quite difficult to get back and forth because the the river moves and people could walk across the ice in the winter, but... uh, ultimately they uh they build bridges and uh that is uh Buda castle which is where the king lives it's up on a hill and there is a way to get up to it a funicular a little uh thing that goes up the hill and so you will be able to tour all of that tomorrow uh You arrive at the hotel, it's a very nice hotel, and you're all put into your rooms, the evening uh, is upon you, and uh, one of the guests, let's see, uh, Giuseppe Rotti, uh, he suggests that after dinner, let you all go for a walk you know out into the the city it 's very, very lovely city
1: and that sounds like a great idea and what time is dinner?
0: uh dinner will be served at uh seven o'clock okay. at uh Sophie Hotel,
1: okay. Well, I guess as we we arrive there and we get into our rooms, Karen is going to make a particular point once she's got there, is to make use of the fitness center and the dance room that's in there and eventually the finished spa bath. Okay. So she's going to be limbering up and just getting the kinks out of her body.
0: Okay. And uh, likewise, there are quite a few amenities there. I mean, it's a modern hotel.
5: Um, I, I think I'm going to have a shower and then turn on the TV and uh, catch up with uh, the news. Um, I'm guessing
2: there's a pool. Still not a swimming Yeah, sure yeah so um, Riley goes for a swim.
0: Now, Budapest is known for um, uh, spas and uh, hot springs and public bathing. I mean, it's everybody does it. They they take the waters, as they say. Um, Mm. It's something that just about everybody does all the time, you know. So there are lots of places in town where you can take the waters. Um, So let's, there's really nothing to do unless you want to do something before dinner. Uh, We'll get to dinner. Uh, Dinner is lovely. Uh, the the meal is lovely and once again uh, I don't think that you need to do a spot hidden or a listen roll for this but once again there's a a booth over here and you have uh, auntie Chantel and her uh, sugar daddy yeah and uh, you, you hear her beginning to raise her voice and She's like, but you never pay attention to me. you never pay attention. And he's like, my dear, please, we are in the restaurant, you know. And he's like, no. He says, this has become very serious, and you don't believe me, and, and, and I'm afraid that something's going to happen. And he's like, nothing will happen. Why do you think that? And, and she's like, because, you know, this is, not, this is not the same as everything else. And he's like, oh. He says you are, you you make every t- thing into a big, big, dramatic thing. He says enjoy. We're in Budapest. It's impossible what you're saying, and she's like, I I I just I, I can't take it anymore. And she gets up from the table and she throws down her napkin and she storms off, probably heading up to her room.
4: What is it about this trip that is making people? get so angry. I'm getting real tired of it.
3: And with that I stand up and throw my napkin. Mr. George Tucker. <laughs> Take that back, sir.
5: <laughs> I will brook it no longer.
0: Somebody across the room yells food fight and starts throwing. <laughs>
5: I'll just—I'm just, just going to stand there with my my mouth open if that happens,
0: like a um, seal. Do, it, do any of you want to do anything?
2: Um, I gesture to uh, the gentleman who's now by himself, um, and uh, ask him if he would like to, to join us. I'm going to go
4: after the. Um, I'm going to go follow the the lady out. Okay. I've dealt with these kind of situations before with my particular line of work. Maybe there's something I can do, too. Lover's quarrel.
0: Um, well, uh, his, his table's a little bit over there. So you actually go over to his table? Yeah. And uh, when you get to his table, uh, he doesn't look upset. He's, he's, he's eating, and uh, he looks up at you, and he smiles, and he says, he says uh, can I help you?
2: Uh, well, I I couldn't help but uh, see uh, w- what occurred, and I was wondering if if you would would uh, like to join uh, join our table. Uh,
0: so I, I apologize. Uh, you know, women they uh, they see everything as uh, such an important thing, and it, you know, it's nothing. Um, it is not necessary. Uh, you know, uh, don't worry about it. It's it's nothing. Uh, she is very dramatic
2: I, I am a child of the theater so I I, I know a little bit about dramatics
0: <laughs> it is a personal matter understood not uh, not important not nothing to concern yourself about um, as get I, over it.
2: I, I sort of nod and as I turn to, to go back to the table it's at that point that I see George um run off in the direction of, of the girl and um uh go oh, I don't know ha- quite like how he handled um the uh the last uh, altercation so I um uh not like running but I, I hurry off after him to try and <laughs> make sure that that he doesn't get thrown to the ground again <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: as as trying to stab him in the face with a stiletto yeah. or
1: something <laughs> as as George is getting up and falling around I will actually lean out from where I am just with my hand lightly to George leave her be excuse me just leave her be I'm sure that you might be.
2: Interested. Oh wait! So George George hasn't gone.
1: No, uh, he, he was, was on his way. He was on his way there. That as he went out, I just let how said, "Leave her be."
2: Okay. Well, then cut yeah. what I said because if he hasn't gone, then I didn't do that.
0: Well, it depends on if George listens to her. All ah, right. Yeah, true, that's yeah.
1: up. To, that's up to George.
0: Now I should sort of tell you that you all are kind of aware of where you all are staying because you have kind of they got a block of rooms. Mm. You know, so you know you're all on that same floor. And you saw everybody going into their rooms, so you kind of know where she is and mm-hmm. if you wanted to do anything. George, it's your call. I'm, I'm going to shake my head. I'm going to
4: keep going. All
1: right. And Karen is just going to sigh. Just don't get it. Sometimes a woman just needs to understand what another woman has got to help and understand. Lies, oh, it is. Have you ever had to f- strategize just getting into a parking lot across a dark parking lot into a car just because of your gender? There's things that only women know and only women can talk about.
0: All right, and how do you know that? <laughs> so, uh, George followed by Riley. Uh, Riley, you probably catch up to George as he's going. Um, uh, you get up to your floor, and you're you're pretty sure she's at that that door down at the end. So, what do you want to do?
2: So, as I catch up to him, um, I I fill him in with my uh, I fill him in on my previous encounter with her and explained that when I when I mentioned that I um recognized her from from her modeling. From the magazine, she she almost looked terrified. So I said, "I kind of tell him to to tread carefully." She's she she seems like she's not very trusting of strangers. Right now, I don't I don't know how what kind of state her
4: her companion has put her in, but I've I've seen this many times before. The the fear that comes from certain types of relationships.
0: mm mm-hmm. okay. So by now, you've gotten up to where her door is. Uh, I'm so going <laughs> to miss go away. Now room service. Be serious. What do you do?
2: <sighs> miss. We, we, we just want to check and and f- make sure you're, you're okay, ma'am.
0: I don't want to speak to anyone. Go away. I can hear you out there. Go away, or I will call security.
2: Um, I sort of look at George and sort of kind of gesture like we should probably go.
0: Leave me alone, she says. I don't, want, right. any of, I don't want any more of your letters.
4: Letters? What letters?
0: I'm calling security, she yells.
2: Well, if you're receiving letters from someone that, I mean, they're not from us, but if you're receiving letters, you probably should call security.
0: Uh, Are you guys still standing there?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I have walked off. (laughs) I've I followed after him.
1: Yeah, and as you walk out of the corridor, you pass Karen, who's just looking at you like, "Told you."
2: No, are you? Oh no, I, I I um. Oh, did we go back? Oh, so you've you've gone up to the you've yeah. followed us, right? Now, look, have you?
4: Do you know anything about anybody sending letters on that their train?
2: Maybe we can talk to the to um, to Renee because he'd be the one to know if if uh, yeah, that's true. Things been sent to the rooms. She's feeling
4: harassed by some some letters. It seems to be what she's upset about. Now I don't know who'd be sending the
2: letters. Maybe talk to her husband. Or uh, the man she's with, maybe he, because it seems to be an argument that he that um, she was having with him. So perhaps he knows more about it. And then I, I s- sort of said to George, are you, "Are you some kind of detective or something?"
4: No, I, I I work in family law. Ah, I see a lot of relationships that that don't work out quite often. I see. I see a lot of emotional clientele. Now it, it would appear to be that she would call security because thinks the words the one sending her letters. She might be being threatened by somebody. And if she's and receiving letters on the, on the train, it
2: means it's someone on the train.
4: Yeah. somebody knows that she's on this train knows to send her letters. And I, I just can't sit
2: out of the by and just watch this happen to somebody. Well, she, she, she's somewhat famous. She's a, she's a well-known model. So, everyone potentially Perhaps on the some kind of of
4: stalker of sorts. Yeah,
2: that's what I was going to say.
4: Perhaps we should be on the lookout, but we should definitely talk to her, mm. the man that she's with, to to maybe find some more
2: information. Yeah, and talk to Renee, see if um he he has ever delivered anything to her, on on behalf of someone else or.
3: I know I'm not there, but I can't. Can I make an observation? Mm-hmm. Um, George, with your accent, I'm assuming your voice is somewhat familiar from the group or unique from the groups, I guess. Yep. Would that be fair to say? Because she actually, you know, all you did was knock on a door and ask about her well being. And she kind of like accused you personally of sending letters. Like, how did she know? You know, it could have been anybody.
2: That is unless I mean that's assuming she's heard the voice of the person she's getting letters from. If she's yeah. getting letters from someone who's anonymous, she would never have heard any voice. She's just and I, assuming and, that and she these had, men that followed her.
1: And and it seems to me that she's responding the same way as she did the first evening. So I'm thinking these letters are before the train journey and it was baggage that came with her. Hmm. So anyway, as these two jaws go off, I'm going to eventually get to Etienne's door.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's another person on the train that we know with the southern accent, and that would be uh, Oscar as well. I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And he, he. Now he seems yeah. to be the kind
2: of who might do something stupid. They might have a shrine in his basement. Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: her and her name is Antine. Are you going to Antine. her room?
1: Yes, I am. I'm going to knock softly on the door, and speak in French, and say, uh, that, uh, Etienne, my name is Karen de Graffin. I'm a fellow journeyer with you. You saw me at the piano this morning.
0: Who are you? Go away. I don't want to talk to anyone. And I you think- can hear, you can hear that she's crying. Uh,
1: and again, I'll repeat her name and speak, and I'm speaking softly, but obviously that the enough a heard other, is that sometimes men, they cannot listen.
0: Um, you can, if, if, do a listen roll.
1: Uh, th- 30. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, hard.
0: Okay. You kind of, as you're saying this, you've got your head near the door, and you can hear her, rather forcibly, pick up the phone, and uh, mm. you you hear her say, "Yes, hotel security, please. There's somebody trying to get into my room." <laughs> Auntie Chantelle. yes, room four thousand nine hundred and twenty-four. I don't know. That's okay.
1: Yes, perhaps it would be a good idea to have security introduce us. I've called security. Go away. I'm going to repeat myself again, and I'm going to just talk quietly to her through the door until security arrives.
0: Okay. Well, me, after... me and George are
2: long gone. We're we're long gone. Yeah, we are, We've gone to the bar. Out of there. <laughs> yeah. <All> right. <laughs>
0: um. After about uh, five minutes, the most, uh, uh, two security uh, men uh, from the hotel, they come up the stairs, and uh, they begin walking towards you. And, uh, Miss, is there something that we can help you with?
1: I do not know, monsieurs. The lady inside is most upset, and I fear for her state of mind and her safety.
0: Well, she called security and uh, told us that uh, you were out here and uh, she doesn't want to be disturbed. Uh, So go about your business or we'll have to, uh, I don't know what they would do. Detain. Detain you. Well, that's
1: okay. Are
0: you you a guest in this hotel?
1: Maybe. And I'm going to introduce myself to make sure that they know who I am or where I am because this is a security conscious hotel. They're going to have audiovisual of everybody banging on that door anyway.
0: That's not in the game. Stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they,
4: honestly, they probably, they probably don't.
0: <laughs> honestly, they probably do. They probably do, but they, leave that out of the game. <laughs> So yeah, I'm going to let them know who
1: I am, and why I was there and say, you know, the lady was most upset and wasn't being heard and I'm quite concerned for her state of mind. So if I understand that we should leave her alone, but I would like you to be aware that there's a condition here that you should perhaps be aware, just simply be aware of.
0: All right. All right. Well, please, please go back, uh, back to your room or, or um, the woman, the lady does not want to be disturbed. Of course. And uh, you see one of them knock on the, the, the door, and they say, security. And uh, after a couple of seconds, as you're getting down to the end of the hallway, you can see that she opens the door about that much. And she says, are they gone? Yes, ma'am, they're gone. He's like, I, I, I don't want to be disturbed, please. And he's like, is everything all right, ma'am? She says, yes, yes, everything is fine. And she uh, she closes the door. So, you head back downstairs?
1: I, oh, yeah, I think I'll head on back downstairs. Now, bearing in mind that uh, Karen is definitely not in 1920s garb now. I mean, she's wearing probably some lightweight street walking clothes, chino pants, maybe a flannel shirt, because at this time of year, Budapest is going to be a bit chilly in the evenings. I, I think you might want to rephrase that.
0: Yeah, I, I think that he just confirmed that he's a walker. <laughs>
3: there you go. Um,
0: I don't know. This is the middle of this is the middle of the summer, isn't it? The end of the summer. No, oh, what? Suddenly, my dates are gone. September first. September
1: first. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. in all we're in autumn. When that sun goes down, it's going to get just
0: yeah, hour. might get a little chilly. Well, the sun has gone down, and. You have pretty much finished dinner, mm-hmm. and um uh, Monsieur Roti has suggested that you all go for a little stroll you know you can go down to the the waterfront and walk along and uh uh oh i uh, uh, mr uh mr mr milton was there also so but he was just sort of, you know, a, a part of the group. Mr. Um, uh, Roti uh, begins to have uh, sort of a, 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 I don't know what you'd call it. It's not really an altercation. It's more of a, he's, he's of course, very, very cheery. Everybody, we're going to go for a walk. But uh, Antonio uh, Arabella, the guy who was kind of aloof, um, he's like, you know, I, I think I will go back to my, my room. And he said, like, come on, you know, come with us. We're going to have fun. It's a beautiful city. And he's like, no, no, no. I, I, I think I will, I will just go back to my room. Oh, come on, buddy, you know, come with us. Come come walk. And he's like, no, 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 no. And uh, Antonio refuses to come walking with you. And he just ultimately ignores everything that, uh, that Monsieur Roti is saying. And uh, he goes to his room. Um, The, uh, the city is of course beautiful at night. And uh, I don't know if we want to do more talking about the city. You're going to go on a tour in the morning. So, uh, let's just say that you enjoy the evening. It's very nice. Um, And ultimately, probably around 11 o'clock, you end up back at the hotel to go to bed. Okay. Um, I'm just going to keep moving forward, So unless you guys want to say something. So that evening... Uh, you have pretty mundane dreams, pretty much same kind of dreams you always have. Um, you wake up in the morning feeling pretty good. You know, you've had a nice shower. You've been able to clean up. Uh, you're going to be in Budapest until uh, the afternoon. The train uh, will be leaving at uh, six o'clock in the evening. So you've pretty much got all day to spend in Budapest. Um, they've arranged a tour. And, uh, uh, in the morning, uh, at, at breakfast, um, two things of significance. One is uh, John Milton. Uh, He comes down, uh, and he begins to eat breakfast with you, and uh, he's kind of picking at his food. Um, And about halfway through the meal, uh, he gets up to use the restroom, and uh, he comes back, after that and he says uh uh ladies and gentlemen i was uh i was going to take the tour with you today, but uh i'm not feeling very well and uh I think that I will just uh uh sleep it off will I, you know we're not leaving until this afternoon i'm going to go rest uh i've i seem to i may be coming down with something a cold or a uh Or maybe something that I ate didn't quite agree with me. Uh, So if you'll excuse me. And uh, he goes back up to his room. Um, Once again, after the breakfast, um, Antonio Abella uh, does not want to go on the tour. He's like, no, I, I don't want to go. I'm going to stay here. And just, despite, you know, uh, Senor Roti being like, what can we do? He doesn't want to go. So we'll just leave him here. Um, at breakfast, the uh, third thing that does happen. Uh, Monsieur, you've now learned that uh, Chantille Antin's uh, sugar daddy is named uh, Henri uh, Guillemet. Um, they've come down to join you, and she's bright and cheery. And uh, she uh sort of comes over to where you are. Uh, she doesn't know who was outside of her door, but she apologizes. I am, I'm so sorry. I made a ridiculous uh drama last night, and uh, it was nonsense. And I feel so embarrassed that I've done this, and uh. Please forgive me for any difficulties or, or problems you had last night. Uh, uh, it, 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 uh, as my as my boyfriend said, it, it is nothing.
1: I'm going to run a psychology roll on that bunch of twaddle.
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, let's have
1: a look. Uh, psychology. Uh, yeah, that is 30 out of 65. So
0: just on my hard. Anybody else want to roll psychology on that one?
1: Because A, she does know who I am because I spoke my voice, my name, and she's seen me before.
0: She's genuinely sincere that she's sorry for making a scene. But the problem is still there. Okay, you can see that She's embarrassed that she did it in the restaurant where everyone could see. And she doesn't show, like, fear towards him at all. She seems like she she likes him. Um, She's afraid of something else. Uh, But she will be joining... She will, of course, be joining you on the... uh, they will all be joining you. So all of the people who are on the train, even the the non-winners will be joining you. So there's, there's quite a group of you that's going to go out on this tour. Uh, maybe some, we won't deal with the people from the rest of the train. We'll just, you know, they're not important people.
1: <laughs> okay. I will take one opportunity somewhere along the line just to briefly say, you know well, I'm glad you're feeling much better uh Aunt Jen. if you ever want to talk, just come find me, and then just leave it at that and walk away
0: okay um, when you when you go to uh, her her reaction once you once again to you saying something, she possibly recognizes your voice from through the the door and there's still that twinge of like being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but she smiles and, and, and nods. She says, thank you, you know. You're welcome. And um, I'll
1: actually hand her one of my cards and so she can do a
0: check on me. Okay. She, uh, she uh, feels, oh, she takes your card and, uh, you know, thank you. I like this. But then she, she kind of immediately turns away, you know, she's ignoring you.
1: Yeah, that's all right. I was just, it was a brief, quick encounter.
0: Um, I would like George and Riley and Karen all to do spot hidden. Scary, you could do one too.
1: I passed. <laughs> okay. Same. Spot hidden. Yep, just 65 out of 65.
0: As she's turning away to go, um, she, she does something kind of odd. She kind of glances around at all of you, and she seems to focus for a couple of seconds on John, um, though John's not really at that moment paying that close attention. You know, he's eating or he's uh, sipping some coffee. and uh, But she, she stares at him for a couple of seconds as she walks by. And then she's gone, you know, with, with the other. She's sort of joined her own group of people. Well, her husband, her boyfriend. It's kind of weird when he's an older man, if you call him my boyfriend. But mm. that's... Band friend, paramour, I don't know, sugar daddy, lover. Um, it's it's her lover,
5: gentleman companion. Yeah, there you yes, go. Yes,
0: gentleman companion. All right. So I showed you a couple of pictures of uh, of Budapest uh, as you go out, and of course, there's there's a lot. I actually. I actually looked for pictures of Budapest, and there are so many, because there are so many things to do there. Like I said, there's baths, and there's museums, and the, the city is very fond of art. and It does, uh, everything is is lovely, and there's, um, that's just beyond words. You, you're free to, to look up Budapest and, and look at some of the things in the city. But one of the things is... Uh, Buddha Castle uh, sets up on the top of this mound. And first, obviously, for you know, it's a good secure area, they can actually defend it from up there, or at least they could. It was built all the way back to medieval times. The current castle is not that much uh, to look at on the inside because it was almost completely destroyed during the war. And it's, it was then completely rebuilt. And it was rebuilt in the same style. They, 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 they make it very beautiful on the outside, but it's a modern building. Mm. So it's, it's not that historical. The same holds true for a very beautiful church, the Church of St. Matthias. It's incredibly beautiful on the outside, but it's been rebuilt over and over again. This, this city suffered rather badly, during the Nazi occupation. Uh, One of the most beautiful synagogues in all of Europe uh, is in Budapest. Um, But once again, there's memorials all over to all the Jews that were massacred by the Nazis when they occupied the the area. But underneath the castle, there's this huge mound, and there are caves. In fact, it is called the, uh, the Budapest Labyrinth, uh, the Buddha Labyrinth. And there's all kinds of advertisement when you're, when you're getting towards it. Uh, it's actually the place where Dracula, uh, Vlad Tepes, was imprisoned when uh, the, uh, the king captured him at some point, some military coup, and uh, he was imprisoned there for a number of years. So there's Dracula's Caves. And there's art down there. And they've, of course, made it very spooky. There's uh, the ghost passages and, uh, and all of that. So part of your tour is you're going to go to the labyrinth. The labyrinth. And uh, just as you go inside uh you 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 go inside through a little archway and you go down the stairs and it eventually opens up uh and there's a map and the map is uh, there's there's literally uh God. thousands of uh feet you know you can you can walk around here for a couple of hours looking at stuff and when you first get down in there Looks kind of like this
5: hey, and was this was this where they filmed that movie the vault of Horror?
0: i don't know um but somebody who would know would be oscar who immediately would answer that question <laughs> and begin uh, chatting with you about <laughs> old horror movies um Uh, Moving on from there, you notice areas where there are these sculptures, very strange, very weird, and there's kind of vague music playing that they're piping in from somewhere, and there's a very creepy sort of vibe to all of this. And as you wander about, it's almost as if these uh, sculptures have been fused into the into the the labyrinth itself. And then you come to this. There's this fountain right in the middle of one of the rooms. And when you go up to it, the the fountain seems to be... it, It almost looks like blood coming out of the mouths of these four fountains. Uh... Everyone do a spot hidden. I'll, I'll call it a spot hidden. It's not really a spot hidden.
4: A, a notice something roll.
0: Regular pause.
4: Oh, I got a nine. I got a
2: nine D five. I just passed.
0: Okay. Well,
2: Extreme.
0: George, you're convinced that it's blood. And, Extreme. uh, Gary, you walk over to it and give it a sniff and you immediately sort of lean down and stick your mouth up there and you catch some of it in your mouth and you realize that it's wine. Yep, it's blood. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Uh, wine. wine. (laughs) This is uh, the wine fountain.
5: I'm not sure what this is. I'm going to have to taste it again. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> Just puts his mouth over the floor.
1: <laughs> are you saying that you're whining about it?
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is it's it's free booze.
1: <laughs> Get in.
5: Do
4: America. We we, we we have we free booze back on, on on the train.
0: Right. So you guys are all wandering around, uh, Sean. You're wandering around with them, and you're, you've, you've kind of not really separated yourself from the group, but you know, you guys are kind of spread out as you're walking around. And you come into this one corridor, and there's somebody kind of in the shadow there and uh, you hear a woman's voice and uh, she says uh, Monsieur Highfield Monsieur Highfield Yes Uh, Is I I I I, I would speak with you Monsieur and as she steps a little bit into the light you can see that it's Antine. Okay she says, Monsieur, please uh come with me. And uh she kind of leads you a little bit of away from the rest of the group. We're down another passage into a cubby, and she says, Monsieur, she says, I, I do not know where to turn. I uh I ask you because I believe that uh well that you are not involved. She says, uh I, I hope that I am right, but I am, I am very I do not know where to turn, monsieur She says, how do I begin? I have been receiving letters from a fan I've told, I have told uh, Henri, and he uh, he thinks that it is nothing, but uh, it is, it It's is, it is, it it out of hand. Uh, I don't believe, I don't, I don't have confidence that he will really do anything. He thinks I am being silly, but uh, I need your help, Monsieur. I, I don't know what to do. Uh, someone is uh, sending me letters. And uh, I was receiving emails and uh, some letters uh, back in France before we came on this trip. And now I have found in my bag this. And uh, she immediately hands you a little note.
3: Lovely, beautiful Chantel, I grow ever impatient and angry that you continue to ignore my pleas of love and affection. One of us must surrender. I will give you one last chance. I do not know what I will do if you reject me. I will contact you soon, the love of your life.
0: Please, monsieur, please, you must protect me. I don't know what I would do if some crazed fan... This, this, this sounds much too dangerous. You, you are a big, strong man, and uh, I, I, you seem completely uninterested in me, so I don't think that you're the fan. I, you're the only one that I think I can trust. I don't know these other people.
3: Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. Is there anything more threatening? I don't don't know. Are you sure you're not reading too much into this?
0: I don't, I don't have, I don't have the other letters there back at my home, but this, he, it must, he must be on the train. He must be on the train because he has put this into my, my, my bag. It was not there before.
3: You brought your bag from France though, didn't you?
0: Yes, but I've opened my bag many times,
3: oh. hmm.
0: and okay. it was just there. So somebody on this train is—is is this making these threats against me? And I don't know what to do. My husband, he says, or my his husband. My my uh, my gentleman friend, Henri, Henri keeps telling me that this is nothing. That he is probably some. Uh, some freckle-faced boy who is just infatuated and uh, that he will just eventually go away, but this does not look like he will just go away.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm stumbling, obviously, because I'm like, I'm not sure what she's asking me to do. So, well, okay, I'll ask her. So, what, so was there anything specifically you want me to do? Do you want I don't me to know. go tell someone?
0: Do you want just me to keep, just stay keep, by you? keep, 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 yes, yes, stay by me. Stay, make sure that if somebody comes to me that I can call upon you to help me.
3: Okay, I will do my best. I'm sure it's nothing. This, this well, can the first time, can it, that you've gotten any sort of weirdo letters?
0: I've, I've gotten letters in the past, but not this threatening. This, this person has sent me a, n- a number of letters and emails. And now he is here, and I don't know who he is, but uh, I don't know what to do. I, I, I have no recourse except to ask you for your help. I will be so grateful.
3: You know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to let Mr. Milton know, too, if it's on his train, he might be able to.
0: I don't, I don't want to cause any you see, I am I am in the public eye. Uh, people see me in the magazines. Uh, I don't want there to be any kind of scandal. I haven't told the police because it would become public knowledge, and then, uh, you know, I don't want to jeopardize my career or anything like that. I just uh, I just wish my I wish Henri would take me more seriously. He thinks I'm being very silly. But does this look silly? No. Yeah. Anyway, Jeff, do a listen roll. Yeah,
3: I'm a little, little concerned that we might get lost down here. The group is wandering away, and we're. No, uh, you can't
0: really get lost. It's kind of a loop. <laughs> but,
3: oh, okay. I, th- I thought it looked like an underground city when you put it the map. Uh, twenty. Yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah, pass. Hard pass.
0: As as you're talking to her, you think, you might hear. Somebody in the passage. Uh, of course, there are people wandering around all over the place. So we're, we're
3: not on a, it's not like a private tour. There's other people. No,
0: yeah. It's open to the public, so. Um, but it also might be the group, you know, just wandering around. You kind of just wander down there. Um, and she, of course, shuts up very quickly. And she says, you know, thank you, monsieur. Thank you. And I'll, I'll do my best, and then uh, you know, she sort of looks around and she says, "All right, she says, as long as I can count on you, and uh, that's about it for what happens down there <laughs> um, that's probably a good spot to call call it for the evening. uh let's go ahead and do that. <sighs> Our players included Jeff Wilkins, Mick Swan, Morgan Llewellyn, Raymond Offord, and Zane Fleming with myself as Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below.